welcome to another episode of Ask the Doulas. I am Alyssa Veneclaus, co-owner and postpartum doula. Today we are talking to Joellen Bender of Hulst Jepson Physical Therapy. Hello. Hi. We actually had an event recently. Yes, we um, did. And I learned so much about um, what you do for pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what that actually means and what you do for your patients. Um, but when we say pelvic floor, what does that even mean? Yeah. So the pelvic floor specifically is a group of muscles that are at the base where there's the vaginal and anal opening. It spans pretty wide, so it's from both hips and then the front of your pubic bone back to your coccyx or your tailbone. Um, and that's pretty much the typical pelvic floor musculature but it spans and helps the whole body. So if you think about it, all the pressure that comes from the bottom of the body, so your legs, when you hit the ground, your pelvic floor is your core as a shock absorber. Um, And then everything from above. So if you lift something, it also is a shock absorber for any of that pressure or weight. So it's a pretty big um, area. The muscles itself is in a smaller group, but it helps with so many things throughout your day. So it doesn't just have to do with when you do um, no, <laughs> jumping jacks. So, so you're saying like more. even when you're working your core, exactly. you're working your pelvic floor. Exactly, yes. Okay. And that's when issues can come in if you don't use your pelvic floor and you specifically just use those six-pack muscles, those rock-hard abs type of muscles. So it's very important to train pelvic floor along with the core, um, which I know people typically think core, it's those muscles in the front from you know, your chest down to um, your pelvis, your hips, but it's so much more than that. You have to add the core, the base of it, your pelvic floor in there too. So what do what does a typical woman come to see you for? Um, so there's a whole host of things. A lot of it will be like low back pain. Um, there will be pelvic pain, um, constipation, coccyx pain, Um, You could also have, there's multiple diseases like um, vulvodynia, endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, lots of those types of things. Um, But then the main thing that I like to specialize in is postpartum or pregnancy. Um, So that is the bulk of my um, client baseload, but there's a whole host of things that you could come in for with pelvic pain or things related to that. So a pregnant mom comes in, mm-hmm. is she just doing preventative work or is she usually having like seeing some leaking or is it usually have to do with the bladder? Um, it can be to do with the bladder. There's so many things that a pregnant mother could have issues with. So we Again, would like combat. pelvic pain. And, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you could combat any of that. Um, A lot of the typical symptoms would be like low back pain. You start to grow a baby in the front there. It offsets your balance and your weight, and you're using just different muscles. So elastin in the body increases by 30% um, when you get pregnant, which increases the laxity of your connective tissue and um, your joints, your ligaments, all of that type of stuff. So back pain, I would say, is the biggest Um, incontinence leakage would be probably second and then a lot of times they'll even come in with like lower extremity swelling so we can help with some of that to increase that lymph flow and all of that so we whatever they come in with we try to meet them where they're at and then just progress through the pregnancy as they need and then same with postpartum. We yeah. things have now shifted and you've had your baby. <laughs> yes. Um, and the whole there's probably a whole host of 
right. other issues that now come along with the pelvic floor. Exactly. And so some of them can be the same of what happened pregnancy-wise. Um, but then postpartum, I would say biggest is probably leakage, incontinence. Um, sometimes constipation still will happen frequently, and the low back pain is pretty constant too. Most of the time, if it's more preventative, it'll be someone that wants to return to, let's say, running or some kind of exercise, and now all of a sudden they've had this impairment of leakage or pain or something like that. Um, so then we'll just take them through more of like a postpartum exercise routine or things that you can reintegrate your pelvic floor to help get you back to the things that you want to do. Okay, that was my next question. So what yeah. does that look like? What does... What do you do as a pelvic floor sure. physical therapist? And I know when we had our event together, you kind of mentioned that there were like external things sure. and as well as internal, right? Yes. So how do those differ? So um, internal would mean that we would go in vaginally, one gloved finger, it's all up to patient comfort, and we can feel those internal muscles. So there are ways that you can feel the more internal muscles um, externally. So if a patient came in and they weren't comfortable with internal, of course, we could always stick to external. It doesn't mean that you always have to go internal when you see a pelvic floor physical therapist. I think a lot of people are worried about that, and Mm -hmm. so they don't come in. But we meet you wherever you're at. Um, So internal would be more releasing the muscles or giving tactile cues on how to find your pelvic floor or contract it. Externally could do the same simple type of things, but it'd be more like those tactile cues on how to find your pelvic floor or contract certain muscles or relax certain muscles. So everyone thinks of Kegels. I mean, that's what I think of. But you, it's so much more than that, right? Exactly. And I, did you tell me that even you can do Kegels too much? Right. And have the opposite? Right. Okay. So if you hold your pelvic floor at, um, a higher tone, a higher resting tone. So it's not in the the good type of strength. It's more of that high tone irritability that can cause pain. You can't get a full release to then get a full contraction. So you need the muscle to go through its full length of motion, meaning it needs to drop down and fully relax so that you then can contract it. If you're doing Kegels all day, it's the same as any other muscle. Let's say you contract your bicep all day, and then all of a sudden you need to use it. Let's say where you feel like a leak's coming on or something, it's just going to give way, and then you are going to leak. It's Mm going to go out. So same thing with the bicep. Use it all day. Then you go and try and pick up your purse or something heavy. It's just going to give, and it's not going to be able to do what it needs to do. Okay. So are there different exercises then that that you said? You mentioned the core, but the lower Mm -hmm. core. So there's different exercises like crunches Mm -hmm. and like certain things like that that you would tell people to do um yes not typically crunches though so there's different types of muscles that are more like the postural and the ones that can transmit forces from let's say your right side to your left side which are the ones that we really want to get after so those would be your deeper muscles your typical pelvic floor muscles um, and then those smaller abdominal muscles not that six pack typical type of these are abdominal muscles that you can't necessarily touch by doing crunches correct you can't really see them it's a deeper type of muscle area okay um so a lot of times the first thing that i'll take someone through is breathing because the top of the pelvic floor is actually your diaphragm 
So it creates this canister within you. The top is the diaphragm, the bottom is the pelvic floor. Um, when you inhale, your diaphragm contracts and drops down, and your pelvic floor can then relax and drop down. So that would be the lengthening of the muscle. When you exhale, then the pelvic floor comes up, it contracts, and your diaphragm comes back up also. So it's kind of like a piston. They both drop down together, and then they come back up together. So the way to activate the pelvic floor in the beginning would be first by trying to find your diaphragmatic breathing, get that good expansion. A lot of people have that high chest breathing, everybody's stressed lately um, as a mother, so postpartum, they have so many things that they have to think of, and it's more of a stressful time, so they breathe with that chest, when really we need to activate the pelvic floor, which would be breathing with your diaphragm. So that would be first exercise, and then we would just progress from there. So is there anything else about the pelvic floor for you know, either prenatal, postpartum, or what you do that maybe people think of as a misconception or that you would want people to know about? So my big thing is it seems to be that all of a sudden at six weeks, you're just magically better and you can return to whatever you want to do. Postpartum, you mean? Exactly. Yes. That is... I wish people would not say that because it, it took nine months for you to get to where you are and your body changed drastically it's going to take about nine months to get back to where you were before. So I don't want moms to think, oh my gosh, I'm not back to where I was. Or they see another mom that is now running marathons. Everybody changes so much differently. And we're going to meet you where you're at and then get you back to where you are safely rather than try and push yourself and then cause all these other types of issues. That's good advice. Yeah. So how do our moms find you? Um, so I am at Hulse Jefferson Physical Therapy. It's an outpatient clinic. We are on, so the address specifically is 2000 Burton Street, southeast. We're Suite 1, um, and that's in East Grand Rapids. So are you near anthropology? Is that a good landmark? We are pretty close, okay. right in that area. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, so best way would be to call. The number is 616-608-8485. Um, and then you would just schedule with me. So my name's Joellen Bender. Just ask to schedule for pelvic floor physical therapy. And then we could get you started on whatever types of issues you're having or if it's preventative during pregnancy or any of that. Now, how far, this is something I didn't ask, how far mm-hmm. postpartum can you see a mom? So they could come in as early as they wanted. And then we would just space out treatment based on the time frame that exercises would be safe to begin. Um, So they could come right after and we could work on some breathing and postural type things. And then after that, I would be comfortable starting more of like the typical strength training types of things, um, probably around the four to six week area. And then what about a mom whose daughter turned five and still can't do jumping jacks without peeing? What about someone like that? Come in ASAP. There is still Speaking from experience. (laughs) Exactly. No, I would love for anybody like that to come in. There's always, I mean, don't think you're too far gone or anything like that. There's always, we can work on it and you'll get back to what you want to do. Good. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you for all that information. Yes. Get a hold of her if you have any questions. And then, as always, if you have questions for us, you can email us, info at goldcoastdoulas.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and you can listen on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thanks. Thank you for having me.